Ladies and gentlemen, I'm full of optimism. Einstein's theory of relativity. We're still seeing it quite well through that haze. The fight is going E equals MC. That all men are created equal. About the future innovation. And growing strength in the air. This is Finding Your Frequency with your hosts, Jeff Spinard and Ryan Treasure. It's time to speak up, share your voice, and hear from the thought leaders. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Finding Your Frequency. I'm your host, Ryan Treasure, and we're coming to you right here on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. I feel like I've been gone forever because I took a vacation last week and so I didn't do any interviews for about 10 days and so now we're we're getting back into the saddle and uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. We have a, a very fantastic guest. Her name is Lori Gerber. She's passionate about personal development. She's been coaching individuals and groups for over 15 years and specializes in relationship and marriage coaching. I know all of us that are married could probably use a little help in that aspect uh, and she, uh, uh, she spreads the message of empowerment empowerment through public speaking events. Uh, she's done TEDx content. She's been on MTV. Uh, she's also been on A&E and the Dr. Phil and Today Show. So Lori, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Good to be here. Yes. Uh, so you're in you're in New York City. Is that correct? I am. I'm, st- I'm sticking with it. Can't seem to get out of here. Love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I uh, just visited last year. I have a good friend that lives in Brooklyn and uh, so got to go there and uh, stayed um, in uh, just just uh, on the other side of the river of Manhattan. Uh, it was kind of a fun place and, and definitely enjoyed myself. It was my first time going to New York. My friend had moved there uh, right after high school and had never been. So I'm like, well, what better time to go? So my wife and I went out there and had a great time and you know, slept around on the subway for four yeah. or five days, and it was interesting. I've never, I've never got uh, public transportation that was that cool before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a way of life here, absolutely. Awesome. Wow, that was good timing on your part. You, I don't think you. I don't think we're having a lot of tourism right now. No, I don't, <laughs> very, I don't, I don't very think good many, timing. I don't think many places are. I'm in Arizona, and Arizona's like the A number one hotspot. So I'm that's uh, right. I'm like carrying Lysol cans around in my and I drive a truck. So when I get gas, I spray the buttons with the can and you know trying nice. to keep keep everybody really safe. And my wife and daughter are at home, and my kids start school in a couple of weeks online. So that'll be interesting for us to uh, you know to to deal with that. But you know what? I no negativity. I want to talk about positive stuff. Positive. Yeah. Stuff, right. Let's get our head on straight. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I've been with uh, I've been with my wife for uh, a long time since 1998. So long, long time. That's uh, the year I got married too. Nice. I met I met my husband in 92, 93. But, but yeah, yeah, we actually met in middle school. Um, and then, oh, you you beat me, Ryan. Yeah. What was crazy too <laughs> is like my wife tells this story, and she's always like. You know, um, I knew from the moment I saw you that you were going to be my man. And I'm like, what? What? You know, so I was in eighth grade. She was in seventh grade. And it was her first time in seventh grade riding a bus. 
So we rode the bus to school in uh, in junior high, and I guess apparently um, I got on the bus on the second stop. She got on the first. So then, as I got on the bus, and that's when her first, you know, uh, uh, she first saw me. I didn't even know who she was. And then we started dating in high school, and then you know the rest is history. Wow, I have goosebumps. That's a lovely <laughs> story. Congratulations, and congratulations for keeping it together until now. Oh, it's tough. Let me tell you. I know that uh, a lot of people watch movies and think that you know your high school sweetheart and you guys get married and everything. Everything's just all hunky-dory and, you know, happy, happy-go-lucky couple and they just live in matrimony and happily ever after. Uh, that does not exist. Right. <laughs> that does not exist. That is a lie. Yes. <laughs> you know, I think that's interesting, too, because a lot of people, I don't think, understand how much, you know, effort and work it is to really yeah. um, cultivate a good relationship. I mean, my wife and I have been together for a long time and we've gone through all kinds of different stuff together. And don't get me wrong. We have arguments. We disagree. You know, we have we have spats and fights and, you know, not physical fights, but, um, you know, like I think that's all normal. Right. It's like part of relationships. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't avoid it. Uh, you know, I wouldn't take it as a sign that there's something wrong. Not all couples do fight, but it's definitely not a bad sign in my book. Yeah. And, you know, um, I think for us too, like a lot of our disagreements really came when we started having kids and, um, mm. you know, I grew up in a very heavy handed, strict household with my father was in the military. Um, he was a green beret, so he didn't take any shit wow. at all. Right. And so yeah. you're like, you know, I, so I kind of grew up in that manner. It was real regimented and, and that kind of stuff. And my wife's mom was like a super hippie. And so like two different worlds. Uh, but that's actually what I think makes uh, us work really well is because it's kind of like a yin yeah. and yang scenario. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I always tell people compatibility does not mean that you're the same. <laughs> that's, it that, means that's that it works. True. The combination works. And especially if you if you admire and appreciate the thing that the other person brings and you can see that the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. That's very well said. Very well said. So I know that uh, one of your things that you do is uh, you're, you're a, a coach and a speaker and you speak on lots of different topics, relationships just being kind of one of them. And uh, before we get too deep into the into the weeds on all the different stuff that you do, you know, like where in your life did you find your frequency and decide that you wanted to be, you know, a coach, you know, whether it just be relationship or some of the other stuff that you deal with, with honesty and, you know, mastering of money and time and those types of things. Like where did you just like, where did the spark happen where you're like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to be a coach? Yeah, it's a good story, actually. I, I feel like I was I just figured it out that find your frequency. You were you were doing like a radio station dial where you can't <laughs> find the station. And that is really how I felt for m much of my life it was like, I can't find my frequency. I can't find the song I like with a clear, <laughs> you know, clear audio. Um. And that was despite a lot of personal growth, like yoga, meditation, Tai Chi, therapy, courses, books, gurus, all of it. And when I met my, my coach, my handle coach, there was this, I had a visceral experience of seeing someone who was in their frequency, of seeing somebody who was living true to their purpose in their fitness, in their sex life, in their health, in their career, in their home, like in all the areas. And I, and I, I hired her to teach me the hand-on method because I thought, oh, that must be the missing 
peace in my well, that's education. That's like hard to that's hard to do to find like symbiotic, you know, parts of you know all aspects of your life and kind of keep them together. I mean, um, I was talking yes. to somebody yesterday, and I was like, I'm just going to wear a T-shirt that says under construction because that's what I am. I'm just under construction all the time. <laughs> right. Well, learning is one of the areas of life, and what it looks like if you're engaged in that area is you know construction. <laughs> so, but she had the main ones I wanted. Right. She had a relationship to her health and body, a relationship to her husband that looks sexy after having kids, which was where I was at the time and, you know, loving her career. So the first exercise she gave me was what we have our clients, all of our clients do, which is write our ideal. Like what's a 10 on a scale of one to 10 in each area of life. And in all of my times I of personal growth, no one had ever made me look at all of them together. So I could see how I constructed my whole life and where I was tuned in, you know, if you want to take that analogy to yeah. certain things, like I was really tuned into having a business and getting to work from home and having spitting out the children and keeping my marriage together not good but together together. like there were certain things I was tuned into that I was succeeding at and because I was succeeding it looked like I found my frequency to other people but I didn't I was really off I was not eating I was literally eating things I was allergic to all day long I mean talk about off frequency I was literally ignoring my husband and my sex life in honor of cake you know, I was I was literally doing a job that I was good at and paid the bills, but gave me no fulfillment. So I was not in my frequency. So I do this exercise. My coach immediately tells me a few promises will change everything. Like you have no idea how simple this is actually going to be, which again, blew my mind. She had me quit sugar, which was insane and awesome. She had me start having sex with my husband again. Insane and awesome. Uh, she had me stop interrupting him. Huh. Actually, listen to this person you said love, honor, and cherish till death do us part. Hmm. Interesting, coach. Um, and then she had me start making outreach calls to build my business every day before noon. Like actually doing the business development I had mm-hmm. said I thought would be good to build the business, right? So all of a sudden, Ryan, I felt in tune with myself, in sync with myself, in integrity, proud happy, confident. She said, don't even bother dreaming about your next career until you have your self-respect. So I was like, okay. And then she's like, and here's how. And then she made me make a list of things I was afraid of and do one every week. Like jump (laughs) out of a plane. (laughs) Did you go jump out of a plane? I went and jumped out of a plane. I I was, trust me, I was number one, very coachable. And number two, at my wits end because I had done all the work and checked all the boxes and I still wasn't happy. How did you come up with the list of things that you were afraid of? Cause like <laughs> when you just said that, I'm like, I internalized that immediately. Right. I'm right, like, right. What am I afraid what of? Are mine? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm just afraid of like screwing up as being a parent. Right. That's probably yeah. like the, my biggest fear. Like I have a daughter. I'm like, oh, please get educated. <laughs> don't rely on a man. Right. Go, go be you first before you go be you with somebody Good. else. <laughs> You're on track, Ryan. You got it. Go take karate. Yeah. <laughs> All good advice. All good advice. Well, I mean, you may not be as chicken as I am or chicken in the same way as I am. Like if you're listening, everyone has their own list. I was literally afraid to drive a car in New York City, which, you know, you might understand. (laughs) I was afraid. Hey, when I went there, I was like, I'm glad we didn't rent a car. I don't want to drive there. Exactly. (laughs) Not that I was was afraid afraid to drive. 
I would have been afraid to sleep outside on my roof. I would, you know, I was afraid to jump off a diving board. I was afraid to jump out of a plane. I, I, I didn't have a long list, but I had a good, you know, a decent list of things I just didn't think I could do. You know, that, and, and they were symbolic because I don't need to make a career of jumping off of a diving board. But that experience of conquering my thoughts, mm-hmm. and, and I, I do, I literally remember it to this day. It's one of my proudest moments of I walked up all those steps, then I walked all the way back down, then I walked all with people looking at me. For, like I had an audience, uh, including my own children. <laughs> And I did it. I jumped nice. off the diving board. And, 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 and then as soon as I did, I was like, nope, I never have to do that again. <laughs> I didn't love it, but I'm really proud I did it. You know, and that and it still goes down in history as a positive, you know, like of all those negative memories we remember, I now remember that as one I'm proud of. And so that went into my core. Yeah. You guys have to check out this new service that I'm playing around with called Issue. It is totally amazing. You live to create, but you don't live to worry over the last nitpicky details involved in putting final touches on contact. You got to do what you do best and let Issue handle the rest. If you're a creative, you know the drill. You're finally done editing. It's perfect. Now you just need format and reformat for every single platform. With Issue, make it once and it's ready to post everywhere. Seriously, Issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines and sales collateral. It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone that wants to make eye-catching content that can be distributed on multiple platforms. Issue makes it really simple. Just upload the PDFs and files and Issue transforms them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content you want. With Issue, you just create it one time and distribute it everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website, social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They can even help you make animated Instagram stories. And the best part about it, it is free. F-R-E-E free. That's right. It's free to get started with Issue. So go to issue.info slash frequency to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency to sign up and let them know that you heard about it from this show, Finding Your Frequency. Remember, that's dot info, not dot com, dot info. So go to I-S-S-U-U dot info slash frequency and get your free account today. You know, it's funny. I experienced that same thing when I was in Navy boot camp, right? One of the first things that you do is they, they're like, you're in the Navy. You're going you're gonna to be around water at some point. And so, you know, the first thing, uh, I think it's like week number one or no, week number two, because week number one, you're getting your head, uh, your hair all cut off and they're checking your teeth and giving you shots and, you know, making you run around and learn how to march and all that kind of stuff. And then the second week, it's like all swim stuff. And the first thing they make you do is walk up on this gigantic high dive and jump in the water and they see who can swim. And I watched these, oh, I watched, they see who can swim. I watched these guys who like the, you know, big macho dudes. And, you know, one guy's like, I'm going to be a Navy SEAL. And I watched him climb up the ladder and just clamber up and he couldn't jump off. Right. And like he never even knew he was afraid of that until that right. moment in life. You know, um, yeah. I've been around I've been around water my whole life. I was a lifeguard in high school, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, that stuff came very easy to me. But I, I, I had that like it, it triggered me like I was like, wow, I feel really, really happy that I've never, never got to a circumstance where like I got to the edge of something and like I couldn't do it. You know, yeah. I felt and I felt really bad for that guy. And he did end up becoming a Navy SEAL. There you have it. And it, you know, I mean, you can see also why 
you if you have training in facing your fears, right? Yeah. If you've been trained in the Navy or you've been even trained as a lifeguard. You well, know, they don't really train you in the Navy. I think they pushed him off. <laughs> I'm just, it, well, yeah, interesting. I guess right? sometimes so, you do need a little, you know, not not like pushing you over a cliff, but sometimes you need a, you need a push. That's what coaches well, do, right? That's what I felt as yeah. knowing I had to account back to this coach in addition to that everyone was watching me, which is really like we know scientifically that that helps a human being achieve results they wouldn't normally achieve, that accountability to somebody who you admire and a public audience, you know, watching to see what you're going to do. So anyway, so <laughs> so that was the that was my first experience of finding my frequency of like, OK, I know who I am. I know what I care about. I'm living true to myself. And then I could start to dream for my career. We then did another whole exploration on that in coaching where I had to brainstorm all these different ideas. And then I would give it ratings, like how does my head feel about it? How does my heart feel about it? How's my hoo-ha, right? Head, heart, and hoo-ha, we say the three <laughs> H's. That's your practical mind, your feelings, and the attractiveness or the yeah. chemistry or the turn on. It works well for dating, but it can also apply for jobs. And life coach was on my list, my brainstorm list. But what I wrote next to it was, I'd be embarrassed to tell anybody I do this. It sounds like a quack. Uh, but if I could do what you do, right, I was talking to my coach in this assignment, I'd probably be pretty happy. So, you know, I didn't know that I could, so it didn't get a very good head rating. Mm. It got a good heart rating. It was like a nine or 10 on a scale of one to 10 in heart because I knew I would love it because yeah. I loved what I was learning and I loved th what this woman represented. And hoo-ha was like a two or a three. I was like, I can't tell anyone I do that. It's embarrassing. So, <laughs> really. Yeah. So... So I didn't pursue becoming a life coach. I just earnestly kept studying different possible things I could do. I knew I wanted to work from home. I knew I wanted a flexible schedule. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to be challenged. And I knew I wanted to, you know, be be able to grow and be flexible in my career, like a, a career growth potential, mm -hmm. right? So miraculously in my earnest process of dedicating and mark my words six hours a week I set a timer I was in, I call it homeschool grad school like I was in homeschool grad school I was in six hours of research interviewing talking to people studying asking questions like really putting in the integrity into the into the career search and along about a month or two after I called life coaching quackery, the person, <laughs> the person who was running the life coaching division at Handel Group, at Handel Group at that time, we had an education division. We taught at MIT and Stanford. We had a, um, a corporate division. We were working in companies. And then we had this life coaching division where we were working with individuals. <laughs> and the woman who was running that, we were tiny at the time. This was like 16 years ago. She unexpectedly left the company and there was nobody to run that business oh. right <laughs> and here I was in running my own small business in New York City doing fine you know I knew how to run a small business I knew how to do customer service I knew how to do business development I knew how to do sales I knew how to do a little bit of everything running a small business and they offered me the position of president how do you think my hoo-ha felt about that title ten 10 I can do I can do president <laughs> president I can do um so I took that I took and then and I was happy for a long time 
as as someone who is really building a very small nothing into a something Mm -hmm. and got to make the decisions and have the power and teach what I loved. And I was a coach and I helped people and I did every, like, you know, at that time I did everything. And as I evolved in this company, now I get to do only what I like to do. I am not the president (laughs) anymore, Um, but I still get to do what I most love to do, which is teach people and elevate consciousness. And I, I mainly now do that through webinars and the TEDx and podcasts and, you know, different different formats like that because that's my that's awesome my favorite thing. Yeah, you know, you you, you made me laugh when you said quackery, right? <laughs> um, I've been in media for I don't know since nineteen ninety seven or something like that, uh, and I've been to so many different events. I've met all kinds of speakers and coaches, and you know, when when you say quackery, I, in my brain, I always go, you know, what is is the is the weirdest thing for me is when people call themselves a coach and then they try to sell from the stage, right? That's sure. that that that's the part to me where I feel like a lot of people who are coaches or you know mindset mentors or whatever you want to call them, uh, you know, when they're when they're selling from the stage, it's like I'm already here. Like, what are you trying to sell me? I already paid to, t- to see you talk. You want me to spend more money and get in there? You know, you, you, I'm sure you understand where I'm coming from on that one. Yeah, so. I've, I've been known to sell from the stage. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's just a- I'm, a, I'm that girl. How you go about doing it though I, uh, is yeah. one way. And um, you know, I, I've seen, I saw a speaker, it was a couple of, a couple of years ago and he's like, I have uh, Jennifer in the back of the room and she's got the credit card machine ready to go and you can sign up for my, you know, mastermind three day extravaganza in Las Vegas or whatever city they were going to next. And, you know, I just sat there and I was like, I I want more, but I don't want to go to Vegas with you for three days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, right, it's it's fun because ne- right now, given pandemic times, we get to offer a lot for free and yeah. that's just floating my boat. I get to do a, a, a call, a webinar every morning now at 9 a.m. Eastern and just help people, you know, just help just be available and people <laughs> come and go as they, it's really lovely. I mean, not that I don't like selling. I love selling. I really do. Like, I, I believe well, you, in you selling. you have to sell. I mean, I think everybody's, <laughs> I a, sales, everybody's a salesperson. <laughs> yeah, we're all selling all the time, right? So I believe in selling, but I also really believe that, that you know, we all need community right now. We all need to be around individuals that are going to elevate, <laughs> you know, our brain space and what we want to be thinking right now. So it's it's an honor to provide that and let people you know, figure out what they want and need from us over <laughs> you said, time. You said always be selling. And the first thing I thought of was Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Always <laughs> right? be closing. Uh, <laughs> yep, I was laughing. It's like, yeah, uh, the yep. fir- first place you get a set of steak knives. Second place you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. It's a great movie. I think great I, movie. Yeah, that's a very, uh, it's a very poignant scene. So what's one of the most challenging things for you when you take on um, a new role as a coach for somebody? Um, you know, I, I'm sure I'm sure you get a lot of people that are, you know, like skeptical of coaching when they first probably talk to you. How do you how do you get past that barrier with people? Well, speaking of selling, we actually vet really well when people come to us and say they're interested in coaching because we really don't want skeptics. Right. I mean, skeptics can do our digital program, right? You're welcome to, you know, just like at your own pace, yeah. self-serve, listen, do the work, you know. But we don't want skeptics in our private coaching because it's not worth your money. Yeah. We we like getting results. <laughs> it's like first place or go home, you know. <laughs> so so if you're, we don't want to waste your time and spend your time breaking down your skepticism. You could come to our free stuff for that. 
You know what I mean? By the time you get to paying the rates that we charge, you've got to actually want to do written homework. We teach this at MIT. This is academic. Yeah. This, this is not therapy. No, I'm not uh, juxtaposing it with therapy, but this it's not therapy. It's not, um, it's not light. It's comprehensive. It's deep. It's for when you're ready to do the work. There's written homework between sessions. There's promises to keep. Like when you heard my first yeah. assignment, you know, was hefty both physically and in terms of writing so um it's really not for everybody and you you have to want to look at yourself without blame right it's not self-flagellation you have to want to look at yourself you want to be mentally healthy enough that you're not going to turn that into a drama right so you're mentally healthy you're intellectually ready you're capable of listening and doing written assignments and handing them in on time and showing up to calls so I don't, mostly when I start with a new client, I am not dealing with their skepticism about the method and how we do things. I am dealing with the pile of crap in their lives that they believe to be true that is their, not. Their skepticism about their ability. Themselves, yeah, themselves exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's what, that's the real, that's the real obstacle. And luckily I have a lot of tools for that, but that's the real obstacle is figuring out the dynamic, right? Like, how is this person playing me? Because mm -hmm. even though people will pay thousands of dollars for a coach, they will still try to play the coach. I know I did. <laughs> so, right, so I have to figure out how you're trying to play me, which is a waste of your money, but I understand. You know, what you're lying about to yourself and to others and what you really, really care about. And sometimes people don't present with that. Like I presented, I want to do better in my business. That was BS. Yeah, I wanted to do better in my business, but that was not really what I wanted once I had to look at all my dreams. Yeah. Biggest challenge. <laughs> Are you having trouble finding hand sanitizer? Well, Spa Treat has you covered. There's no need to go searching high and low. Just visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and place your order on their easy to use website. On schedule delivery. One of the great things about this product, Spa Treat Fulfillment Team is working around the clock to provide people hand sanitizer during this time of need and get your order to you as quickly as possible, even faster than Amazon. Spa Treat also has the lowest price of any of its competitors. Spa Treat has 62% alcohol content and the FDA recommends between 60 to 80 for maximum protection. This one has 62 because it doesn't dry your hands out. I use this stuff every single day. It is fantastic. It's got certified organic extracts with the ingredients in that hand sanitizer that are of the highest quality and they're designed to leave your hands smelling and feeling fresh while protecting you at the same time. The best part, there's no tricky residue left over. None. None of that sticky stuff. Four scents available, unscented, tea tree, lavender, and lemon. And best of all, this product right here is made in the good old United States of America. A lot of companies are having trouble dealing with the current demands, so Spa Treat has dedicated themselves to providing a much-needed product in the time of crisis. Spa Treat has better prices, faster shipping, and a larger supply than any of their competition. There isn't even a close second. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and enter promo code SPA SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. That's right. Not only are they offering the lowest price available, but they're also offering our listeners a discount. This promo code is exclusive to Voice America and only our listeners get this discount. Spa Tree and Voice America came together on this sponsorship in order to provide Americans something they could really need right now. Peace of mind. Visit SpaTreatOfficial.com and order yours today. That's SpaTreatOfficial.com and make sure you use the promo code SPA at checkout to receive 5% off your entire order. SpaTreatOfficial.com. Get your awesome hand sanitizer. 
what is your definition of success though? When you say I want to be better in my business, well, is it more, I mean, is it more, is it just strictly, I want more money or I want to, I want to make the same amount of money, but do it in less time. Right. So I have right. more time with your family. There's so many different pieces about that. And I think that's, uh, you know, an important thing that people need to consider too, when they're, they're thinking about, you know, uh, uh, self-growth and moving out of a position that they're in is like, what is your definition of success? Right. Because it's going to be different for everybody. I could have a million dollars in my pocket, but if I'm a crappy dad, I'm not successful. Exactly. (laughs) And, and honestly, the only reason I even, it's like, it was the only answer I knew to give, right. It was like, uh, you know, I just had to think of my best idea of well, what what should I want? Oh, I should want more money. I should want more customers. I should want to be thinner, right? Like, it, <laughs> but it, there was no actual heart connection to those desires because no one had ever really asked and insisted on an answer that felt um, resonant to your point about frequency, right? No one was asking for a resonant answer. They were just okay with the right answer, right? Quote unquote, right answer. That's interesting. And is there a right or wrong answer? Really? I I don't think I mean, so. As long I mean, as you're we, as long as you're honest with yourself, right? Then those are the right answers. It's very individual, which is why mm-hmm. we coined the phrase personal integrity. Now, we're like, not teaching people integrity, we're teaching them personal integrity, which means what is your truth? What is your heart telling you? You know that voice that keeps talking to you even My though heart tells me that I need to do annoying. more I need to do more karate, but I can't get up at 5 in the morning. It's it's like hard for me. Well, your heart says karate, your head says Sleep. not at 5.30. Not at 5.30, yeah. Yeah, and then what we would do is have you make and keep a promise to get up at 5.30 for two weeks and do karate three times a week and then vote whether you can get up at 5.30 or not. Proving, yeah, it, of course you can. No, is it worth it? We'll see. You know how many times I've had to get up at 5 or 5.30 in the morning for some broadcast related something that we had to do for you know a live event or something like that? And that was no problem. Boom, I'm up, I'm ready to go. Let's go do oh, broadcasting. So there's nothing wrong with 5.30. Correct. <laughs> yep. Good to know. So I challenge you to make and keep that promise. Three times a week, get up at 5.30 for karate for two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Just try it and then tell me because there is a feed, positive feedback loop once you try to do it, right? Well, once I, how do you explain, Ryan, that I for years was like, I want to build my business, but I literally wasn't making phone calls to talk to people about my business. Like, <laughs> huh? You know, yeah, that's yeah. a lie, Lori. And then as soon as I started doing it, it only took me two weeks of doing it every day until I was like, oh, right, this is my job. And then you made and it. And it's easy and it's fun. You made it habitual at that point. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't, that's what we do. It's so dumb that it's that simple. That yeah, and just for me, I want to get up at five thirty and do karate every day, except for Saturday and Sunday because you got to rest a little bit. And I do, I do go, I, to, dare you. I do go to classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the actual dojo where we go. That and and you're right when you talk about like accountability. Um, I have a higher level of accountability knowing I have to be somewhere. And so I go right. there and the and when I get off work, you know, three days a week and I'm over at the dojo. But the morning part where there's I'm not accountable. I'm accountable for just myself. I right. struggle with that part. Well, we have a trick for that. I, I was actually just looking at an Instagram post on the Handel Group website and it said, why are we so good at keeping promises to other people and not to ourselves? Yeah, I agree. That's pretty sad, right? That you're that you're the last one on the list to keep a promise to when you're actually the most important person to keep a promise to for your self-respect. Yeah, and I, so tell, our, I tell my daughter that yeah. all the time. I don't even follow it myself sometimes. Yeah, that'll get you in trouble because mm-hmm. you know they do as we do. Not as we say. Yeah. They do as we do. 
it's remarkable how much they do as we do, right? 100%. I never even I never even knew all the things I did until I saw them in my children. <laughs> so our trick is what we call promises and consequences. So um, to this day, if I interrupt my husband, if he's talking and I interrupt, I do one of his chores. No cake for you. No cake for me. There's no cake for me anyway. But in this case, that, right? If I don't show up on time to family dinner, which is at 6.30 every night in my house, I work on the fourth floor, dinner's on the second floor, no no excuse yeah. other than being a brat. If I am one minute late, which I was the other day accidentally, I owe my kids 20 bucks. That's 60 bucks a pop. No, 20. They have to split it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, don't, I'm not crazy. Uh, consequence is annoying, but not punitive. Okay. It's not a punishment. It's annoying, but not punitive. If I don't keep my sales targets, I take a two minute cold shower. It's not the end of the world. Like, that doesn't make me want to put someone in my programs that doesn't belong in it, but it reminds me to make my damn phone calls because <laughs> I don't particularly like taking a two minute cold shower. I don't think anybody Okay. Does. You get well, the idea? Unless, unless you live here in Arizona, it is impossible to take a cold shower right now. You could you could leave the water running for like an hour on cold and it's still 85 degrees. Well, your your consequence would be go sit outside for 20 minutes with, <laughs> with a sweater on. <laughs> that, so that would same, not be fun. Same, same difference, right? Yeah. If I am, so I have an evening day, I have a slumber party with my best friend every night. That's my evening time with my husband. And if I'm even one minute late, a hundred push-ups. And you know, <laughs> I look pretty good. Hey, the hundred, hundred push-ups. I know about that. I do that all the time because that's one of the yeah. things that we do in karate for training that we've been doing for a lot of years. And um, and they're not regular push-ups either. Like we we have to do them on these two knuckles. Ooh. Right. So that wouldn't be a good consequence for you, but it really is for me a good consequence. And that's yeah. the art. So if you don't get up, you know, if you're going to the JoJo three times a week and then your idea is to get up twice a week in the morning and do it, your consequence would be something like no coffee for, for uh, you know, no coffee on the weekend if you like coffee or no wine or no Yeah, that internet. would be no, no micro brew beer for Ryan. No microbrew beer for Ryan. <laughs> because exactly. I don't I don't drink coffee. But I'm I'm I actually Me neither. I've actually it doesn't done, work for me. I've done no, it doesn't doesn't do anything. I, I all it does is just I don't know, I can drink a cup of coffee and go to sleep. Um <laughs> Luck, lucky you. But um yeah, no, and, and I started that I started that road a while ago just um trying to um you know, I said to myself, You need to I live in a desert, right? I'm like, you need to drink more water. You know, yeah. and so now I've gotten to the point, and, and it is—it's habitual, um, and it's really funny too because I'll—I I'll, have a forty-ounce water bottle, and my wife's like, "How many of those did you drink today?" And I'm like, "I didn't even count. At least six. Nice. You wow. Know, like Good I'm, for you. You know, constantly drinking water. Um, but yeah, no, I love that idea of having some kind of a consequence for you know not, you not doing that thing. So, who cooks and makes sure your meals are ready by six thirty? Well, when I created that promise, it was my husband. And so I was being particularly rude by not showing up. Mm -hmm. um, but over the years, it's been different people. Very rarely me. It's not not my jam. That's awesome. I do. I like I actually like cooking, but I like working better. Yeah, I like both. Like, I, you know, I love working only. I mean, this is what I do for a living. I get to interview awesome people like you. Um, I get to manage an entire network of other 
awesome hosts of radio show content and you know coach them and guide them which i absolutely love uh in the media space um and i love cooking and you know what for a long time too i thought i was the best cook on the planet nobody could make steaks better than me and then my wife was like hey i'm gonna make steak tonight and i went uh okay fine you you can do that (laughs) i just i just was like sure i haven't made a steak since Wow. I mean, yeah. she totally Gordon Ramsayed the steak, right? It was the most amazing thing. And now yes. when she says, do you want steak? I'm just like, two. Yeah. <laughs> two, please. Two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we, we split up our duties at home with the cooking yes. and we kind of bounce back and forth depending on, uh, you know, like right now, my wife's been doing a lot more because she's home all day. Uh, and I'm here at the studio, and so she's there with our daughter, and so she's, you know, uh, she's an accountant and a lunch lady and a teacher and a chef and all of those things all wrapped she's up. She's all the, the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> chief operating officer, chief <laughs> emotional officer. Hundred <laughs> percent. All school the nurse, all that stuff. <laughs> yes. So, you know, coaching is is an interesting thing in in the respect of. Like, you know, I'm sure you meet all kinds of different and interesting people through your your time as coaching. But, um, you know, aside from, you know, let's say like relationship goals um, and and business goals and fitness goals. Right. Those are probably probably the three top things that you hear from people. Right. Yeah. What about managing your own money? I think. That, that's sure. a tough one because it's not like when you go to high school or college even that they have, you know, personal finance classes, you know, which, which silly? is which is ridiculous What's in our curriculum. It is. It's so silly. <laughs> like you we'll mean, you, mean you have a master's degree and you can't balance your checkbook <laughs> yeah, or don't or don't <laughs> or, want to don't want to. Yeah, right. It's not always that you can't. But does anybody really balance our checkbooks anymore? Or do we just log in online and look at the... Yeah, like the, it's a different know. thing. It's like balance your checkbook in quotes means something different now. That just means so, look at the pending payments you have and don't spend right. more than that. <laughs> now, now, now I'm down a rabbit hole. But, you know, to answer your question, those are the three top areas. But I would say the other biggest area is one's relationship to self in general. Like just a general experience of I can trust myself, I like myself, I know who I am. So that's a big one we work on. Definitely money, uh, time, family, you know, those are close behind mm-hmm. um, in terms of urgency for people. But yeah, that's, 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 my, that's, that's what my research shows. And mastering time is really difficult to do. You know, especially, I mean, I, I can tell already you're kind of like a workaholic. I'm the same way. I have to turn my phone off when I get home because if I don't turn it off, I'll be looking at emails constantly like, oh, what's going yeah. on? Right. Uh, yeah. Um, and or not necessarily off, but, you know, turn the notifications off and just set, yeah. it, set it away. But yeah. and, that, and that's been a long uh, that's probably been one of the hardest things I've had to overcome uh, for myself is just being able to like walk away. And, and knowing that it's okay to walk away, like this problem will still be here tomorrow. <laughs> well, that's what time, time, all time management is, is stopping doing what you're doing and starting doing something else, right? That's all, like people go, I'm bad with time. All you're saying is I don't stop mm-hmm. what I'm doing, right? That's, that's literally all you're saying. And then our answer to that is, well, if you had promises and consequences, you, you'd be much better at it. Because you're, everything has a consequence. You yeah. ignore your kids, it has a consequence. You ignore your spouse, it has a consequence. You don't have sex anymore, it has a consequence. You don't do your business development contacts, it has a consequence. But we don't feel the consequence acutely 
and we don't connect the consequence with the action or the choice. So I never connected interrupting my husband four times a day every day for 10 years with, oh, he wants a divorce now. I didn't equate them until I did that homework and, you know, created a dream and then I asked him, why do we not have the dream? And he said, well, I stopped trying to talk to you years ago. Like, like why bother? You, you know, you don't listen. And I was like, oh, right. So we don't understand consequences. We don't, as, and I think that's true of all animals, which is why they say, you know, you have to, the, the consequence has to come quickly and it has to be connected with the choice or else there's no point or else it's just a punishment and it's just a power play. So if I have an immediate annoying consequence that I owe, all of a sudden I'm alert. It's like, how old's your daughter? Six. Six. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. I, I don't know if she has chores yet, but um, she does. what I noticed with my kids when they were growing up is I would say, set the table, set the table, set the table, set the table. And it would be like they couldn't hear me. Like they literally couldn't hear me. But if I said, if you don't set the table within the next minute, you will not have dessert tonight. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, not only could they hear my voice, they could figure out how to stop what they were doing. They could figure out how to set the table and set it quickly and easily. Yeah. That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. That is 100% how I manage my household with my daughter. And she does. She sets the table. Um, she, nice. she has to do the dishes. She's six. Nice. By doing the dishes, I mean, put them in the dishwasher and push the button. Military households. <laughs> Love push it. the button. Um, and I've had to do push that before. I've had to go, you know what, Marley? Um, if you don't get over here and do the dishes, I'm going to take your switch back to GameStop and and we won't have it. Right. Because she right. loves she loves playing. Uh, po- I recommend Pokemon. a consequence you can actually follow through on. Oh, I could take it Just back. So for for. But you wouldn't for not putting the dishes in the dishwasher. True. Like that. it'd be smart. It'd be smarter to take it away tomorrow. Yeah, I've which done is something that. you can actually enforce. I'm just saying that because anyone listening. Yeah, and I think I probably said take it important. back to GameStop just off the top of my head. But I've never. I, right. More like it's like, hey, if you don't do this, you're not going to play your game for the next two days. That yeah, announcement to all parents. <laughs> this is an art and a science to get the right consequence for kids and for yourself. It's mm-hmm. an art and a science because you really do have to do something that's implementable, that's quick and easy for you, that's not punitive, but it's going to annoy the crap out of them. Because mm-hmm. a spanking is not an effective punishment it's right now. or, or it, consequence. It, yeah. it, it just is scientifically proven as not particularly effective. But a kid losing their dessert or their game or their their vice that's effective but you have to be able to you have to be able to follow through and you have to follow through quickly it can't be like someday in the future yeah so plan your consequences in advance (laughs) in a quiet moment alone at night with your partner if applicable so they they are you're ready to go and better yet tell your kid in a calm moment hey this is the these are the rules this is the expectations these are the consequences plan accordingly manage yourself so you can be an independent human being and you know, I'm just going to be the one who takes the fines, right? I'm not going to be the police. I'm not a jerk. I don't know about you guys, but I absolutely love keeping my face nicely shaved, nice and clean for my wife and just that nice, clean, professional look. I suggest you guys also do the same thing and you can do it fantastically with a great company called Harry's. Harry's is such an amazing product, not to mention How much could you save in one year by switching to Harry's? It's enough to buy 26 cups of coffee in New York City or enough for three deep dish Chicago pizzas. 
enough to pay for six months of your Netflix subscription. How, you ask? Harry's delivers high-quality razor blades as low as $2 each. That's it, just $2. A fraction of the price of the leading brand and saving you hundreds of dollars over time. I just love the product. It's 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 a close shave. The design of the handle is ergonomic. It fits my hand perfectly. The shave gel really makes it nice and smooth and it smells fantastic. You can get a Harry's trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com/frequency. You got to try it out. Durable blades fair price $2 per blade. They cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been making precision blades for a century. That's why you get that nice, close shave and that wonderful handle. Harry actually has all your grooming needs covered in one stop. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, all on harrys.com. And just like their blades, Harry's is committed to providing premium products without breaking the brink. You can feel a little better about your purchase knowing that 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoting to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans. I know I can get behind that. To help support those who need it most, right now, Harry's is donating a million dollars worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the United States. Listeners of Finding Your Frequency can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash frequency. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and a trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and safe to grab on the go. Don't forget, go to harrys.com slash frequency and start saving money today what is it we've had uh, we have five rules at our house for for marley right it's no whining no crying no temper tantrums listen and learn everything those are our five whoa rules. that's some intense rules no crying that seems like a little uh no. a little extra no not necessarily um it might be a little bit harsh she's a girl she has emotions she's emotionally charged like every human being right and it's not that you're not allowed to cry it's, i don't want i don't want her dwelling Right. It's like it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to feel a certain way, but you need to feel that emotion, feel that way. If you need to cry for a minute, that's great. Feel that way, but move on. Like don't get stuck there. All right. Right. All right. I'm just Ryan, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Feel the feelings because the feel the feelings are intelligence, right? They're they're right. you're having a feeling because of a thought. And if you could trace that thought back and then demystify the thought, debunk the thought, or affirm the thought. Mm-hmm. That like you could be crying because you miss your grandfather that died. That's beautiful, right? Like cry, cry for that, you know, and then move on because you've honored that person mm-hmm. once you've cried. I agree with you. Move on, but I, I don't. I don't recommend telling your children no crying. <laughs> That's too extreme. That's my two cents. But I do agree well, with your philosophy. It's like yeah. no crying because uh, a lot of kids try to use emotional manipulation. Manipulation, you know. And so it's you. like yo, yo, no, no. Just because you're I'm with you, crying. I'm with you on the whining. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you on the extreme on the whining. The God, my is biggest just... pet peeve, Marley. I need you to do this. <laughs> 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 And then I love it. Usually- Learn everything. You you are a bit extreme, but I, I get it. I get it. Well, it's like I, I I mean seriously, my my daughter. I have an older son. He's twenty two. He's already out of the house. He lives in 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 Missouri. So basically, she's an only child. And so when she was born, I'm like, well, 
she has no brothers, no sisters. She can only learn from her parents. I need to keep her away from other children as long as possible because that's where kids learn other bad behaviors from parents who don't do the proper parenting mechanisms with your children. I was so scared when she went to school, like in kindergarten, she came home and I'm like, whoa, what did you learn? You only been there for three days. Ah, ah, homeschool. Ah. <laughs> right? We went into homeschool also. I, you can see the, we, we share that arrogance about who should be raising our children. <laughs> but at the same time too, like she also is an only child. So going to school and having those social interactions was also extremely yeah. important. Uh, yeah. and so it was just one of those things. It's just like, you know, my rules might be a little bit extreme, um, but like the only one that's flexible is crying. Right. Good. You know, like it's okay to cry yeah. a little bit. Like, and we've had this conversation and I've even reprimanded her and she started crying. And instead of telling her the rules, I asked her, why are you crying? And she said, I'm crying because I know I did something wrong. And I'm like, oh, well, nice. good. Self-evaluation. Fantastic. Appropriate. Yes. Appropriate. Now, yeah. now stop Although crying people, and let's move on. Some people will, exactly. Some <laughs> people will cry to not clean up the messes they made, which is <laughs> something I find in adults as well. And, yeah, and no, my, that's and like myself the, included. The ever going struggle right, with a six year old. And I have to sometimes tell myself, she's six, dude. Come, come let her let her be, you know. And I'm like, you need to clean your room. Dad, okay, I cleaned my room. All right, well, let me go look at it. And then I immediately, I'm like, damn it, I'm being my dad. Right, because my dad would be like yeah. military guy, like white glove. Let's make sure it's clean. If it's not clean, you're doing it all over again, right? And so I grew up in that method, and so I have to very cautiously take step backwards sometimes and right. go, wait a minute, hold on, don't be my right. dad. Oh, hey, you, right. you tried to clean your room. You know what? You missed a couple of clothes over here. Let me help you, right? right. Boom, boom. Rather than get into that argument of, all right, you're not leaving your room until you clean it. You know, it's like, hey, she made an attempt, right? So I'll make an attempt with her. And and I, the question, yeah, thank you. The yeah. question is what your purpose is, right? And I, mm -hmm. you know, the purpose of strict discipline in the military is you want to know that if your life is on the line, that everyone's going to follow command, right? That's correct. That is not the same necessity in a household. Nope. It's just not. <laughs> so it's not that that tactic doesn't work for a certain purpose. But if your, per you know, depends on your purpose. If your purpose is to raise your child to think for herself, if your purpose is to raise your child to be impeccable, if your purpose is to connect with your child and have your child feel loved by you, right? What's your, I'm often asking my clients, what is the main purpose? And then what's the secondary purpose and the tertiary purpose? <laughs> and then what's not your, like what, what purpose are you bowing to or honoring that it's not even yours. It's your father's or your culture's yeah. or your religion's. And that was like one of my main purposes is don't be, don't be my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but you can be more specific because it's not, you know, your dad, I'm sure, did the best he could. But I think what you mean is don't discount the soul of the child or don't, right. don't or be present to my child versus just the yeah, and that's standard. What, and that's what my dad was lacking. Like there was no empathy in anything that he did. It was like, this is it. There's right. no other way you do it this way. And if the, the consequences, right? And, and when I was growing up, probably similar to you, there wasn't a bunch of studies about spanking your children or how that was negative right. or whatever the case may be. So of course my, my consequences was, I had a belt with my name on it, literally a leather right. belt that said Ryan on the back of the belt. Um, and so, right. yeah, that, 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 was, that was my consequences. And so when I think about being a parent and it's just trying to be the best person I can be. It's like, don't do that, right? That that's It's counterproductive. And that's why I like in, in your bio material too, it says design your life, don't forget fun, right? Right. Uh, just kind of changing gears, you know, talking about being parents and some of those kind of things. Like that's like the most important thing to do, I think with your kids and even with yourself or your spouse is just remember that we only have one life to live and let's have some fun. Right. 
Totally. And in fact, the way that we do this work, we insist that you have a sense of humor. Like it's literally a policy because if you don't have a sense of humor about looking at your own crap and looking at where you lie and looking at where you become your parent without even trying or where you're blowing something off, like all the my examples, you're never going to do it. It, you, you, it requires a sense of humor. It requires having fun with it or else, you know. I mean, we literally have failure dance parties, right? Like we, when we fail, we're like, yay, let's dance and sing, <laughs> you know, in our, in our company because well, we just figured out that's the only way. Yeah, well, I mean, how do you learn if you don't fail, right? I mean, exactly. the, the epitome of learning is failure. Um, that's why I love talking to some entrepreneurs too and they tell their story about how they found their frequency and a lot of them are like, I had seven businesses that I completely ran to the ground um, and and yeah, and it was the eighth one where they you know multi million dollar they hit they exactly. finally figured it out and you know that was that was fantastic. So you know, Lori, um, I think lastly, just really quick, I know that one of the most important things of, of one person's happiness as we wrap up the show for today is is building and fostering friendships. Um, mm. You know, I have some some friends of mine that I've known for a really long time. You know, we went to high school together. We don't see each other as much as we as we as we would like, but every time I see them, it's like I just, it was like, I just hung out with them yesterday. Right. No. And uh, it's amazing. So, but how important are those friendships? And then also uh, let the, uh, let the audience know where they can find more information about you uh, and, and your coaching. Okay, great. I, so friendships are really important. And that is one of my, you know, one of the things that blew my mind again about having to write dreams in all 12 areas was in the category of fun, spirituality, and friends, I was like, why are you even making me do this? I was so focused on career, get married, have kids, build a career, get married, have kids. Well, like, it was, <laughs> I was so programmed, right? Just like you're programmed to become your father, right? I was just programmed to follow the party line and do the thing and check the boxes. And I didn't, I never dealt with those other areas that are so important. It's like salad without the dressing. Come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> you need I had dressing. that once. It's no good. It's not good. But come on. I'm a health nut and I believe in some dressing. So, and it really is healthy, right? It's like, you know, you need fat in your diet. You absolutely need it for your brain and for your energy and for everything. So, so those things like fun and friendship and spirituality, they Thanks, are, Lord, I'm hungry. they're, they're, necess they're necessary nutrients yeah. in a great life. And one of the things we've actually been talking about this a lot on our, um, on our free calls, because I think this is really top of mind for people in the pandemic because people are lonely right? yeah. and they're like, and they are reaching out to old friends and they're trying to make new friends, but they can't go out. Um, so it's really an interesting time. And I have asked people to consider again, head, heart and hoo-ha again, like, what do you need practically? Oh, I need to be able to talk to someone once a week. What do you need for your feelings? Oh, I need someone who's a good listener. What do I need for my chemistry? Like, oh, I need someone who I'd like to introduce to my other friends. You know, like, what what are those head, heart, and hoo-ha criteria? And what are my values in friendship? And mm -hmm. I recently determined, for me, if I can't help a friend, like, if, if they don't think I'm a great coach, like, they want my advice, I don't want to be friends. It's just not like it's not interesting to me and different people value different things. People value listening. People value loyalty. People value fun. People value sense of humor. People value resource. People value yeah. all kinds of different things in friendship. That's what I value. And so I say to you, 
figure out what you value. Tell the truth about it. Tell the truth about how the people in your life line up with what you value or not. And then negotiate to have it line up or let go and go go on a hunt for your next friend because your person is out there. (laughs) If you're looking, you know, if you're looking specifically for what you're looking for, you can find it. But don't don't go to the grocery store for a new negligee. Have you ever ran across somebody that was like, I'm just cool with my family and I don't really need friends? I'm, that was me, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah, I find that I find that there are people who are friends with their family and that suffices. But I, you know, I'd recommend everyone have like at least one person outside, <laughs> at least one unbiased, for, you know, yeah. non-family member friend for the diversity yeah, you know, factor. I actually, I have a friend of mine who's like, I love this guy to death. Our political views are like this, right? Right. Completely flip-flopped and, and, and opposite. And um, it makes it tough to, to be friends because I can't be honest, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's one of those challenges like where you talk about. And so yeah. I find myself uh, I find myself kind of distancing over time from this person. Yeah. Even though- Well, you might want to have a conversation yeah. and figure out if you can be honest because it's possible mm-hmm. that they'd rather keep you as a friend and listen to your crazy views and tell you theirs, but it's possible. Like, I really think that if I was friends with somebody with a very different political stand, I actually couldn't be friends. Like I would want to lovingly break up because I just wouldn't be getting what I need out of the relationship. Right. Because the way they think is so different than the way I think, it just wouldn't be enjoyable. And with all due respect, I would say, you know, I don't think we should be friends. So it's okay to break up, but it's but I always say give the person the benefit of the doubt to renegotiate with you before you just drift away or assume that they don't want to, you know, hear yeah. your hear your truth. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Today. <laughs> All right. So where, Lord, to, where, where to find us? Yeah, where do people find you? Personally, Lori Gerber underscore coach on Instagram is a lovely place to communicate. You'll find out about all our free calls and that type of stuff. But Inner You Life is currently on sale and Inner You Life is your one-stop shop for all of Handel Group methodology that we normally do in private coaching. It's now available in digital format. So you listen, you do all the exercises yourself. It comes with free coaching private and group coaching along with it and it is extremely inexpensive right now that's awesome and you guys actually have a code it's finding your frequency 75 which will hopefully be in the show notes or wherever people get information but it's finding your frequency 75 and that makes what is normally 650 for a lifetime subscription only 325 i'm gonna go sign up i'm signing up yeah, it's it's a really good deal, I got to say. Um, even if you just listened or just listened and did the work, it's crazy worth 325 And then awesome. you get a private coaching session, which is normally 325 So <laughs> it's awesome. a good deal. I recommend it highly. Ladies and gentlemen, Lori Gerber, thank you so much for joining us right here on Finding Your Frequency. We had a wonderful time. Uh, make sure you guys give us five stars, uh, not four, because we deserve five. We're five-star human beings, so let's let's rock it. Uh, and if you guys are listening on your favorite uh, podcast uh, mechanism, make sure you share this with your friends. Uh, Finding Your Frequency uh, brings you brand new content at least one hour once a week. We try to bring you a little bit more, but uh, we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. Thank you so much. I'm Ryan Treasure right here with Lori Gerber, and we're out of here right here on Finding Your Frequency. We'll see you next time.